Praise God, praise the Lord. So you're welcome to this episode of In the Upper Room. And as it's my practice to bring the short word from the Lord to us every week, I pray that we start today that may our heart be enlightened in the name of Jesus. That the Lord will unite our lives to this world, will bless us, will communicate His intention for us at this season. Jesus. Amen. So, one of the things that I do on this program is to bring men into the understanding of their purpose and how it, how it is important for them to fulfill it. And on this episode, by the grace of God, I will be talking along this line. God will be helping us to see how important we are as individuals and as groups in letting his kingdom come and his will be done on earth. So briefly we will look at a few characters in the scripture and we will pick some things from their lives and you know for learning. The scripture says that the things that were written at four times they were written for our learning. They were written for our learning. So we'll go into the scriptures now and we'll see this word for us. We want to look at Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 from verses 1 to 7. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 7. The Bible says that now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you, and curse him that curses you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Iran. And Abraham took Sarah his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. And Abraham passed through the land to the place of Sikkim, to the plain of Moreh, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your seed will I give this land. And there built he an altar to the Lord who appeared to him. Praise God. Now we are all familiar with this story, but as God will be helping us, I want us to see it from another perspective. God asked Abraham, Leave your father's house. Just be going. Don't stop until I ask you to stop. So you will get to a land. And I will tell you now, stop. So, note that the sentence is to your seed, will I give this land? God told Abraham, now you can stop. So, this land, I will give it to your seed. I will give this land to your seed. So, God did not actually say that unto a land that I will give you. God said unto a land that I will show you. So he didn't promise him that he was going to give him that land. But for his obedience, God promised him 
some blessing like i'll bless you i'll make you great i'll make you a blessing i'll bless them that bless you and cause them that cause you so for his obedience god was willing to reward him but even the promise of that land that canaan was not given to abraham and that's why you know he had to pay to to bury his wife because at that time he 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 was not in possession of that land the canaanite was then in the land so as i was looking at this scripture i saw that as much as god was interested in rewarding his obedience his obedience was much more important in the plan of god to have a nation for himself after the fall of man after god has rescued man through you know noah no, God was looking into preserving a nation for himself, a peculiar people, a chosen nation for himself, that the Messiah can come through. So, so God was much more interested in the obedience of Abraham so that he can start a nation for himself. So for God to start this nation, this chosen nation, this peculiar people, through which he would reconcile the old world back to himself. The obedience of Abraham was important. So it's not surprising when his obedience was recorded to him as righteousness. Because it was much more than obedience. It was much more than do this and I will give you this. You know, it has a lot to do in the plan of God. It has a long way to go in the plan of God. So while he was thinking, let me obey God, let me do this, so that God can do all that He promised. He wasn't aware that His decision went a long way in God's plan to redeem the whole world. So His work with God does not just give Him a place with God forever, but it pioneered the, the redemption of man. So when I say that you are important, and that's our topic for this episode, that you are important. The plan, the plan, the plan of God. You fulfilling destiny is important. When I say that you are important, that your work with God is important, it is not just for you. It is not just for you to be rewarded or to be saved. It has a lot to do with a lot of people, with a lot of generation. So you fulfilling purpose is very important for your life and much more for God's plan to come to pass. So after Joseph had dreamed dreams, you know, he saw himself standing and everyone else bowing for him. You know, it's fine that that was what God wanted for him at that time. So storm arose and challenges came that he had to face, you know, for the fulfillment of these dreams. I thought God was just, you know, being faithful to his plan to bring them to pass in his life but i didn't know little did i know that god was trying to send him ahead of farming so that he can preserve this whole nation that he has built for himself this nation that he has called for himself this chosen people that he has he has made for himself he is trying to preserve them and that that was why he was sending joseph ahead of farming so he was not just interested in you know, making him a prime minister in Egypt, but he was trying to preserve the whole nation of Israel. 
And that was recorded in Psalm 105 verse 17. The Bible says that he sent Joseph ahead. He sent Joseph ahead. So while Joseph was keeping God's commands, doing good, walking in alignment of all that God has shown him, he might be thinking that, you know, this is the sacrifice I have to make for my purpose to come to fulfillment. Oh yes, but it was what it was much more. God had this whole nation of Israel in mind while he was making Joseph. So I asked myself that what if Joseph failed God? What if he didn't become anything great in the land of Egypt? He might have gotten into Egypt, you know, as a slave or Christian. But while he was still trying to fulfill his purpose, maybe he got tired or then he started falling. You know, what if he fell into fornication with, with his master's wife? Of course, he would have missed it in life and destiny, but what would have become of the nation of Israel? You know, that slavery of, you know, the slavery of Israel in Egypt had been, had been spoken of to Abraham himself. God told him, when he was showing him that, okay, look at the sky, your descendant will be as much as this star that you will not be able to come. And God made him to understand that, okay, in years to come, these descendants of yours, they will be slain in the land. They will, you know, they will tarry there. They will wait for long. But I will still deliver them and bring them back to this land. God had spoken of it so they could not escape being slaves. You know, and the family was part of that plan to take them down to Egypt. So it became necessary for Joseph not to fail God. It was so important for Joseph to fulfill this destiny to become a prime minister in Egypt so that the nation of Israel would be saved you know, from famine that would, have, that, would have, that would have gotten rid of them. So the same way, what would have happened if there was no Noah in his time? Would God have destroyed the whole mankind? The scripture made it clear that it was just only Noah that found grace in the sight of God. So even his even his children, you know, their wives, they could not find grace in the sight of God. It was just Noah. So his righteousness didn't just preserve him and his family, but he preserved the whole mankind. The same way, what if there was no Moses? You know, he was the deliverer of you know, the, the Israelites in, in Egypt at that time. What if there was no Moses? God was building him, God was making him. He started his life right from the palace so that he could understand the ways of the Egypt, of the Egyptians, so that he could understand their culture and a lot of things, so that he would have you know, had that relationship even with um, Ramnesses, the, the, the Pharaoh, so that he could stand before him. What if there was no Moses? Who would have, stand, who would have been able to stand before Pharaoh? would have had access into the into the mysteries of God that much that he could you know champion his move and reveal his ways to his people. You know the Bible says that God showed Moses his ways but to the Israelites he just revealed his acts. Who would have had who would have had that access if there was no Moses? You see why God would have known you from the womb and called you uh, why God would have designed your destiny long before you were born? 
So when Anna thought she was just paying a vow, like let me give Samuel back as I as I've promised to the Lord. God knew already that the sons of Eli would not continue to stand before him. So he had to raise another prophet in their place. So the the alignment of of Samuel, the the obedience of Samuel, his sacrifice, his his relationship with God was much more important in raising a prophet for God than just being you know, a vow, a vow that I've promised the Lord I will give the giving back the son and have done that so the same way look at the exploit that someone did and imagine what if was not given to the Lord what if was not given to the Lord Jonah was asked by God that go and cry against this city of Nineveh Nineveh that peradventure they repented of their ways I won't destroy them again that was the plan of God so Jonah knew these people and he was like, these people are stubborn. Maybe that was what he was thinking that he didn't agree at first. Like they will not repent. So do whatever you want to do with them. But after he agreed to go, he cried against the city and he was waiting for God to, you know, to, to destroy them. But God, you know, God knew already that, okay, if these people repent of their ways, I will not destroy them. I will not destroy them. So God was much interested in getting back the whole city to himself, to, to a righteous life, you know, than just the obedience of Jonah. He was interested in Jonah going there and deliver, delivering his word to them, but was much more interested in getting back that whole city. So the same way the scripture says that God will bring up a man even from the far east country so that he will, he will be able to execute his counsel. So God told Ezekiel that I have made you a watchman to the whole nation of Israel to have access to my mysteries and to be my spokesman to these people. So look at his journey into mysteries. What would, what would have happened to the, you know, the bones? In the valley of dry bones, what would have happened if there was no one like Ezekiel that could speak, speak, speak into the, you know, that could speak life into them? A lot of things is within the plan of God for this generation and the generations that are unborn that 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 needs your input, that needs my input. God wants to bring men from darkness into light. God wants to raise men from poverty to wealth. He wants to deliver people from sickness. He wants to take them into good health, from oppression into dominion. And he needs you. He needs me. You are important in this business. Your will, your obedience is important. Even the things that you are going through now, your experiences, the challenges, they are making you. So you can say they are equally important. Your alignment, your faithfulness, your obedience is important. You should be a porter, you know, that opens others to some possibilities. What if there was no Solomon to give us some wisdom dimension for life? What if there was no Paul? Or what if he had not converted? So he just continued living his life as, you know, to persecute the Christians. What if there was no Paul? 
that could journey into the mysteries of God and bring the church into perfect understanding of doctrines and patterns of the kingdom. What if there was no God? What if there was nobody like Jeremiah, a prophet of God, Isaiah, David? What if those people didn't, you know, they, they might have come into the world and not fulfill their destiny? So God is saying in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30 to us today that I look for a man, a man that will make up the edge and stand in gap before me, that others may be preserved. A man that will come up into light and understanding that others may not be destroyed by ignorance. God is saying that I need that man, I need a man, and that man is you, that man is me. That God is waiting for to fulfill some mandate in this generation. God is waiting for us. God is waiting on us, you know, to fulfill our destiny. God is waiting on us to align with His will for our life. It is not just for us to fulfill destiny or to be blessed or to be rewarded or to have a place in His kingdom, but much more. It has to do with a lot of lives, our family our friend, our nation, this generation, and even generations to come. We have heard stories of people that have come to this world in the past that was able to do exploit. They have challenged us, they have challenged our prayer life, our study life, they have challenged even our finances, our growth in every area of life. So the same way God is waiting for you. God needs you, you are important in His plan. So when you are praying that our Father in heaven, let your kingdom come, your will be done. Remember always that you have a part to play in letting his kingdom be done, 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 done. In making his plans to come to fulfillment, you have a role to play. And that is why he has made you. If he's not interested in committing some things into our hands in this world, so as much as God have things in mind for these people, for this nation, of the, for this world at large, God requires that you fall in place in His will, that you be at the center of His will for your life. And by so doing, so you, you help God in fulfilling His purpose. And that is why He will come and see you, and you know, at the end of everything and say that, well done, my servant. You have done your part. You have done this. Now, take this reward. Apart from the many blessings that, you know, it will add to you, the Bible says that when you seek the kingdom of God first, even the things that you need, you know, the basic things of life, the Lord will add them to your life. So God will reward you here on earth. He blessed Abraham even on earth. He was rich in gold, in men's servants, even in mates, and everything. He was rich in everything, but even much more. We know that Abraham is in heaven, you know, he's in paradise. We know that from the story of Lazarus. So, even a place in heaven will be given to you, but much more, your impact on earth. We can all claim the blessings of Abraham now. Jesus was able to come through the obedience of Abraham. So, the Lord is waiting for you this day that he needs you, he needs you to fall in place, he needs you to come back to him and take your place in his plans for this generation.
So I'm just leaving you with that word that when God is looking for a man, that man is you. That man is you. Don't just say you continue to disobey or TB is your life. That you are even you are even willing to, to end your life in hell. So look at the lives that are connected to you. Look at the nations, the generations that will, that will benefit from your obedience, from the fulfillment of your purpose. So when you put all these things together, you will understand why God will not give up on you as a man. While even when you have wasted a lot of time, God will still be waiting on you. So I'm leaving you this day to think about these words and go back to your maker. Go back to your maker. Make sure that you fall in place, that you reflect his intention for your life, what he has planned for you, what he wants to make out of your life. Make sure that that thing comes to fulfillment. It will not just reward you for this, but it will bless other lives. It will bless other lives. It will save others through your obedience. A lot of people will be preserved through your obedience. So I leave you and I pray that the Lord will help you. Even as you change your mind, as you decide to go on this journey of purpose fulfillment with God, to, to, to walk with God in a way that all His plan for your life will come to pass, the Lord will help you to stay to this to, to, to continue in this in this line in this manner so that others will be blessed by your life so that people can see your life and be drawn to God that God will be highly exalted in your life and draw others to himself I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face his countenance shine upon you the Lord favor you in all ways and in bring his past his purpose to fulfillment in your life Lord bless you and honor you and keep you in all your ways. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. So join me next time on this podcast. And as you do so, the Lord bless you.